This episode of Scatterbrain is part one of our E3 2018 coverage. try to do an intro to the podcast are you oh my gosh what episode are we on (laughs) two (laughs) yes okay cool ready hey everybody welcome to the scatterbrain podcast episode two the e3 spectacular where anthony and i get sidetracked by probably two or three games out of the hundred that were announced and that's all we talk about exactly (laughs) all right so we got our intro I got a beer. I do not. Because I already had what, one earlier. What uh what what tea are you drinking, my dude? I'm drinking Arizona green tea with honey Ooh. and ginseng. Ooh. It's actually it's super cheap. It's like, I like it's it. like in a two gallon jug. But um Okay, hang on a second. Two gallons in liters. It's it's not two gallons, but it's okay, it's like a lot. Awesome. So E3 happened. Yes, it did. It's and done. Like today's the last day, right? Or then yesterday. Officially, I, well, officially, I think it started what on Wednesday. Actually, it doesn't so, actually start until after the conferences are done. Something weird like that. Right. Right. So yeah. like it, they started the press conferences like Saturday, and we've seen releases and trailers and stuff since then. Yeah. And now I, it's like the floor is open. I guess. Yeah, I guess I don't get it. I mean, but yeah. but yeah, Perfect. I mean, have you seen Lots. have you seen all of it? Did you watch all the um, press conferences? No, um, only because it's a lot. It is. A and lot. I, yeah, I, I just like I couldn't commit all the time. Um, yeah. I watched, I didn't watch all of them. I watched um, I watched the games that I thought I would enjoy and some that I thought I wouldn't enjoy, basically, so that I could really just make sure you know like this is the time of year i kind of like where like the the developers and the publishers are really bringing their their triple a game is that was right. a good pun but nice. um yeah <laughs> it's so stupid thank god i needed to, i gotta take a shot for that one. Oh man so they're really bringing the best they can and it really helps me to kind of test the waters of what i'm where i kind of fit into it you know what i mean like i know my genres that i like yeah but like i know the genres that i like and the ones i always go towards right maybe there's something else out there i i i just wanted i like to kind of spread my wings a bit and be like hmm i wonder what this is like oh yeah don't really like it or like the new Ori in the Blind Forest, or it's like, I can't remember the actual title of it. And I didn't play the first one, but it's gorgeous. And I'm like, man, that looks really cool. If I had a PlayStation, I'd be into that. But I guess my thing is, is that, you know, it, it's cool to find those games that are kind of out there for you that are different. And it's like, oh man, this is something new. 
that I might really be interested in. I feel like this E3, more than anything else, any other E3, has just been just the same. Yeah. Especially because I constructed a list. It's just Battle Royale and post-apocalyptic games. Like, I'm, I'm freaking sick and tired of zombies. I was sick and tired of zombies like three years ago. Right. And and then you saw the Resident Evil 2 remake and you're like, I get it. That's that's different. I'm I'm actually okay with that, even though I would never play that game. I freaking yeah. hate Resident Evil. Not because I think it's bad, but because it scares the hell out of me. Yeah. Um especially that game. That was that <laughs> it's that a funny story. Um the first time I played a PlayStation, my cousin like let me borrow it for a bit and I mm-hmm. I didn't even understand how cds worked in games right um i was just used to my n64 and like my game boy and i was like oh there's cartridge right. they, they, they um, could chunk in and it yeah works. and so so yeah he like put a game in for me before he left and i was ready to go it was resident evil 2 i was like great eight at the time and i remember running around and really not liking the game and i remember finding my way to a sewer and running into like a giant alligator and dying and i immediately turned the playstation off and didn't play it for the rest of the weekend great yeah it was pretty awful so yay resident evil 2 remake not going to play it but yeah i think you nailed on the head it's uh br it's battle royales i'm gonna say br a lot i i apologize everyone it's just there's so many battle royales that it just you have to abbreviate it uh a lot of (laughs) browns and grays um, that's what a lot of this is and that's like post-apocalyptic like a lot of explosions i mean so, can i just can i just run down the list really quick since i know we're not actually gonna play against these games play with these games give me, so, give yeah. me a lightning round of them okay battle royale battlefield 5 player and on battlegrounds is dlc uh scum mavericks proving grounds realm royale hunt showdown cod black ops 4 rapture rejects fortnite now on Switch, post-apocalyptic games, The Division 2, Dying Light 2, Fallout 76, Metro Exodus, Rage 2, Serious Sam 4, Planet Badass, The Last of Us Part 2, Overkills the Walking Dead, Telltale's the Walking Dead. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, half of it is Battle Royales. I think they and even half of announced it is Battle Royales yeah. six minutes into the first presentation. And I think by the third one, the developers were coming out going, you guys know it's popular. You're weak. Like, they just like, they were coming out. They're just like, oh, why didn't we get the first slot? Now we have to tell everyone we made a battle royale game. Gosh, I'm, I can only imagine the face and all the investors as they're just watching these press conferences. They're like, yes, talk about battle royale. Yes, show off your zombies. Yes, they're just like right. twiddling their fingers. Just dollars dri- for Sipping on their brandy. I'm just like... God, cigars. Just now, yeah. I I do have to say, um, because I just want to pick out. No, I really, it's just the, the Last of Us. I it, do like the genre. I which think one? That battle royales and okay. both of them. Like they're both really good. I like them both. Um, my problem is oversaturation. Oh yeah. I think I think uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds really killed it because it was the first like kind of delivery of it. And then Fortnite really changed that with the art style and free to play and 
the, and it not just, running make, like a potato. Right, and they make a shitload of money, and so people are realizing, hey guys, like this is crazy. Let's get in on it, and and then it just took off, and now everyone needs to have some type of battle royale. It was last year was survival, right? So this I, year it's just the, this is the new survival. But the thing is, like, I feel like post-apocalyptic games have been the thing for a while. I don't know, mm-hmm. but but this year they like they really just like hammered it in and in br like battle royale like i can understand there being a lot of them i mean it just became super popular of course everybody's cashing in on it that i can get post-apocalyptic games i don't understand why those are like all the rage right now i blame america (laughs) well i mean you guys have all these doomsday preppers and it's a whole subgenre of human and (laughs) people realize like in the fallout 76 todd Come on, Todd. Todd Howard went up and was saying, you know, we like dynamic worlds, so there's just nukes on the map and do whatever you want. Like, it, it, it's this kind of mentality of, oh my god, this is this is awesome that I could set this off or do something with. It. And then you realize, oh, it's everyone does this. Yeah, it's I just I blowing up cars and monsters. I don't understand how that game's supposed to work. I mean, I admittedly i've never been a big fan of fallout just because i I really i just don't like post-apocalyptic it's entirely games online yeah but they're like you can play it single player and i'm like that's cool and then there's my main thing is that when you make a multiplayer game you have the vat system and that was kind of like my big problem with fallout 3 right. is that i felt like you had to be reliant on vats oh um, i couldn't play the game without it thankfully in fallout 4 they made it much more like you're not as reliant on it right and i was able to play that for a bit until i just got tired of the setting again but in this game like you know vats is just it doesn't slow things down obviously so just ruin everybody else's experience you know that was part of my appeal of that system though was the slowing it down in combat yeah i understand in a multiplayer setting like you can't do that but right and then it's like also the the base building thing because now you can do that anywhere, but somehow your items and stuff like travel with you. But okay. I'm like, how does that actually work when you're like joining other people to play? Right. You know, what if someone else had already built where you built when you like zone in or however it works? I don't know. It's weird. It. I'm thinking way too much about a game that I'm not gonna play. But <laughs> you know, it's yeah. It's one of those things, but you know what? You know what they should have done. Here's what? here's the billion dollar idea, Todd Howard. <laughs> Multiplayer shouldn't have later. just been, yeah, basically like what we did with League of Legends, Pizza Siver. Listen, we're on the next level here, guys. Um, the what they should have done for Fallout is done the invasion system from Dark Souls into oh Fallout. You play as like um a rad scorpion or something like that you're just yeah. chasing a dude all the way over the yeah just land. an amped up rad yeah. scorpion <laughs> like that'd like be a, really funny yeah i think that'd be a cool way to do it i mean because it's kind of that was kind of the appeal of um left for dead multiplayer it's like being able to play as the special infected like was. you weren't super powerful but you could still wreck someone's day but yeah, you, you got the to straggler like as the smoker and they just mess up the day or the hunter lands on someone like it was really good yeah you got different experiences you got to respawn play again you know it it was super cool it'd be cool if they did a game like that like 
like a like a Dark Souls thing where you get to invade, but you're not like you're a not ganker. another wanderer. Yeah. Like you don't have a, yeah. a, a like a fat boy, whatever the mini nukes are, right. and you're standing on top of a building blowing people <laughs> up. Yeah. All right, let's uh let's go on to the next one. But wait, well hold on, because I do want to say that The Last of Us Part Two is like included in the post apocalyptic yeah. sort of thing. That game I am excited about. I just don't want people to think like I think Last of Us Part Two is going to be like awful or I hate it or whatever. I'm, oh, I'm sure to be great. The trailer and that. gameplay so far looks really good. Yeah. Um, I'm actually still excited about Division Two. I was really excited about the first one. I got into it. I played it a lot. I really liked it. And then it got very repetitive, much like all of these things that we kind of talked about do. Um, the DLC didn't go great. Looked like a money grab. Reviews went down, and then they had a summit of kind of streamers and online personalities. And the new DLC has been really good. So I think if they keep that momentum, it would be a really enjoyable game. That's such a crazy concept to me. It's like having a summit and having your community just. I feel like come it's a hail mary you. play. I feel like it's a hail mary play of a developer. They've realized. They're like, our games in this current climate, we kind of talked about in the last podcast is yeah, yeah. games don't exist now without the online personalities for the right. most part. So if you put out a game and you have a group of people who buy into it and you pay them and they say, oh, that's really great. And the sales go up. But let's say you don't do that and people are honestly playing it and they're saying, you know what? Gunplay is not great. It's a bit clunky. In, that's hundreds of thousands of people in that instant just saying, well, no. So I think bringing them in was a great idea. They get Those people have instant feedback. Um, they then go to their followers and say, holy shit, Ubisoft just brought me in. It is Ubisoft, right? Ubisoft just... Yes. I'm pretty sure it's Ubisoft. Um, it Ubisoft just brought me in, and I think they're going to do great things. Even just saying that hypes it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, and, you know, like you said, that we kind of went over it in the last episode, too. Um, yeah. It's, you have that audience. Like, if you, it's not, it doesn't even have to be, like, um, you know, our game is in crisis, help us fix it. It can be, right. like, here's the sequel, let's get the people who played the first one over here, and mm -hmm. be, like, what do you think would be cool for the next game, and then basically have them have the community help shape the game i think right. that's also a good way to go about it too um they did that they're doing that for uh beyond good and evil too that's i don't know if you i heard about that no i didn't i don't really know anything about that series well about the first game I so mean. neither do i but all i do know is that they brought in um the hit record guys i don't know if you ever heard of hit record it's joseph yes. gordon levitt yeah so they brought in him and his team to help the, get the community involved through their platform and their group of people of like kind of creators yeah. to help make the game awesome. Now, because I, I read about that. What are they actually, what kind of content are they actually making for the game? Like, how are they contributing? I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm like, are they just doing art? Are they doing like music? Uh, they, it's like, it's... I mean, I know the hit record people do a bunch of everything. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if they're involved in a bunch of different aspects of the game. It's it's kind of like crowdsourcing uh, right. development. Um, but you're also these are people who are going to be buying the game because their art assets are in it, right? Yeah. So 
All right. They have some, you know, vested interest. So what is, let's go, what is one game that you are stoked about that you saw a trailer for Queen 3? Uh, going down the list, the first thing that I was super hyped for was New Devil. Captain Falcon. No. Okay. It was Devil May Cry 5. Gosh, silence. You didn't expect that? I was drinking. Oh, okay. I was drinking. Sorry. <laughs> but no, I also, I also wasn't really... I wasn't super expecting it. Um, well, they're not a series of games I was super into. Yeah. I think I played one of them and it was it was fun, but I know you really like them. Yeah, I um, I love action games. I don't know. There's just something about them. Um, when you're like super deep into an action game, and you like really understand your character and all the moves that you can do, and you're really good at doing combos. It's just a lot of fun. It's just there's mm-hmm. I don't know if there's anything really more like engrossing or just satisfying than just looking awesome in those sort of games. And Devil May Cry is like really stylish as well too. So it's like not only is it like oh, fun sty- to do, you, get, you literally get style. You literally get graded on style. Yeah. So it's just a lot of fun. And um a while ago Who's developer? I want to say it was Ninja Theory. Who did the DMC? DMC Devil May Cry. I'm sorry, I have to look this up. That's okay. Uh, yeah, it was Ninja Theory. Yeah, so Ninja Theory developed uh, a remake to Devil May Cry, and it was met with a lot of controversy. Right. I don't know if you remember that, but yeah. um, like the character design for Dante was totally different. He was kind of like this this emo kind of teenager like didn't have white hair um well they even went so far as to like have a scene in the game where like a mop head kind of flies on top of him and he's in front of a mirror and he's like looking at it and he's like not in a million years and he like turns around and starts fighting (laughs) you know it was a slap in the face but but i actually i i really enjoyed the game because like the level of design was really good the boss fights were pretty well done if they were at least creative. The music was really good. It was just fun. But mm-hmm. this isn't like going off of that game. Like Devil May Cry 5 is going off of the original Ooh. series, which is actually, you know, really cool. It's like the fans are super excited. So it's continuing from 4 and we have Nero and Dante's back. He showed up right at the end of the trailer and it's like set in the future kind of. So there's like, it's more tech focused and a lot of explosions and lightning i'm just like looking at the screenshots right now and stuff and it's it's just super cool it's just one of those series i've always loved and it's cool that they're going back to the original you know the original games with the original director and it's just super cool i'm super excited for it Hey guys, Ant-Man here. It took a little while to get everything organized, but we finally have everything together for our two-part coverage of E3. We went with two episodes just because it would have been close to an hour and a half of straight talking, 
And as much as I enjoyed doing this show and going back to listen to it, no one really wants to have to invest that much time into listening to an episode. Anyways, a big thank you to all you guys for listening to Scatterbrained. It really means a lot to myself and Carson. If you're enjoying Scatterbrained, be sure to let a friend know to get the word out. Moving on to more of the housekeeping stuff, for those of you who don't know, Carson and I have a gaming-related website. It's called unqualifiedgaming.com. It's spelled just as it sounds. There we have reviews, blog posts. Each episode of the podcast is posted there. The, uh, the posts on the website are generally for things that we wouldn't discuss on the podcast, or at least things that we don't think we'd easily be able to discuss here. So it's just a good place to go if you want more content from us. You can also find links to our social media, as well as our Twitch and YouTube channels. Carson and I will occasionally post content or stream there as well, so if you like Twitch or YouTube, be sure to check that out. And finally, if you have any super awesome suggestions for topics for Scatterbrain, things we should talk about, we have set up an email address crafted specifically for that purpose. The email is topics at unqualifiedgaming.com. Carson and I still have tons and tons of ideas for things to talk about, but we could always use some more ideas, so be sure to send those our way. And that should do it for now. Part two of the E3 coverage will go up shortly after this one, and then we'll go back to the normal release schedule. But for now, back to the E3 discussion. I mean, I want to talk about, I want to talk about Cyberpunk. Yeah. I was hyped for this game back when the first trailer dropped. I love CD Projekt Red. I like what they kind of stand for in a gaming development world in the sense of like no DRM. And they want to build very thorough and in-depth RPGs. And they always have a really good backstory. And it's just, just really, really good. I've, I've never had a bad experience. Um, so when they dropped the trailer for Cyberpunk 2077 five years ago, it was, was it five just, years ago. Oh, my yeah, my dude, gosh. 2013, <laughs> and it was just the cyber the the kind of cybernetic woman with the mantis arms. I don't know. That's um where like the blades come out from her elbows, and she's just sitting in a street over a bunch of corpses and there's blood on her, and it's just to some like techno music. Um, and there's bullets coming out and they're hitting her face and the bullets are kind of uh, exploding on her face because she's metal. And it was really cool because people just tied into it. They're like, Witcher is incredible. <laughs> this trailer dropped right before Witcher 3 came out, I think. It was before? Oh my gosh. I don't think so. They talked, they were talking. No, 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 sorry. It came out, it came out after, but they mentioned it came out before the DLC did. Okay. Before Blood and Wine. And they had mentioned that they weren't going to give us anything else until Blood and Wine and all the DLC for The Witcher was done because the players deserved the best Witcher experience they could give them. So they went dark. Five years later, we get to the trailer that comes out, and it's very different. Um, yeah. I suggest everyone go and see it. it it's, it's a really great watch. So I thought it was... 
really interesting because I remember watching the original trailer and then I remember mm -hmm. seeing, you know, I remember watching the press conference and I think it was Microsoft that this one debuted at. I think so. And I remember seeing the game popped up and it looks very different. Yeah. You know, when I first saw the game, you know, in the original trailer, it looked like, it looked more like a deus ex game right like it was yeah. darker it was grittier it looked more serious and this game is very much bright and there's a lot of character there's a lot of so action they actually going referenced on. a lot of that so the one of the developers or someone from the company made some comments about it so one of the things they wanted to focus on specifically for the the demo in, in my in air quotes because again it's just a video um yeah what they're giving us is they said we need to do cyberpunk in the daytime um cyberpunk inherently that genre is nighttime rain lens flare and and like purple and blues right it, it's easy like i don't think there was a day level in deus ex it was always dark it was always yeah, dark. there much. was always some type of like fog coming out of manhole covers you know what i mean like that's <laughs> yeah. that's the that's the genre um and so they want there to be a light, like a day-night cycle. And they, one of the things they wanted to push out was, we can do this. They're like, we could do nighttime. That's easy. Doing daytime cyberpunk and still having that feel is hard. So they wanted to make sure that we could see that they're doing it. I think they really pulled it off. Now, do you think that means that they're going to have like most of the game be in the daytime or do you think they're also going to have like your dark i think it's a rainy... full cycle yeah it's um so what they talked about is that the world isn't going to be as large as the witcher 3 in width and height or like length and width of the map right but there's verticality to it so one thing about this game is it is a first person rpg it's a first person shooter rpg the RPG elements come first. It is an RPG primarily at its core, and then it has shooter elements. There is a melee combat version of it. I'm thinking, and I don't want to even really compare it to Fallout, but I'm a, I'm feeling that's the way it's going to kind of feel combat-wise, like a shooter melee combat, but in a first person. Yeah. Um, I'm totally but, okay with that. Yeah, me too. I love it. And I think that the the one thing they mentioned is you can go into the all the buildings they say all everyone says this every, you know yeah. what i mean every <laughs> single developer comes out and says you can go in these buildings you could do and they, it's never that way right you can go into like half of them if not less and it's like shop a vendor in one level um but i guess they did a 45 minute demo that no one has leaked the gameplay footage of yet and these people in the who came out of this demo said no like they went into this large size skyscraper building and it's called like a, a mega let's say like a mega apartment and each floor is for different things so you have like one floor that's residential another floor that shops and it's um i i think of it very much like the almost like the walled city there's like this walled city in i can't remember if it's japan or china or something like that that was kind of walled off from the world, but people lived inside of it and it was kind of its own ecosystem. Yeah. If you have a minute, look it up on Wikipedia. It's, it's kind of neat. But I think you can't do verticality in a third-person game. I don't think scale really 
hits you unless you're first person perspective. Right. That's what I was thinking. It's not going to be as impactful. Like it's not. Right. Yeah. So yeah. So there's yeah verticality, smaller land mass. Um, the main character. Now, it's it's interesting. So what they wanted to do is it's very customizable for the main character. The main character's name is V. Um, they are fully customizable, male, female, and it's fully voice acted. And they wanted it that way so that it wasn't the standard RPG first person where you walk up in like in Skyrim and have a conversation and you select a text option and you get an answer, but you didn't say anything. Right. It It's really story driven that way, which I think is really cool. Or or what I what I get in like um playing Persona Five, they're just they refer to you as like, oh, it's you, leader, right? Or like, yeah, you know, it's just silly right. stuff. I want to hear silly the cops coming behind like me that. going, oh my god, there's V, get him. You know what I mean? That right. that's gonna be cool to really you really feel like you're part of the game. Yeah, it's not just oh you the hero. <laughs> then there's um. So there are classes that are going to exist. They they talked about them, but everyone's talked about it, so I'm not going to bring them up. But the way they're doing it is they actually unlock little by little based on how you're playing the game. It's not like a talent tree. So if you do certain types of missions with and you answer them or you help certain types of people, let's say you help like cyborgs or scavengers, those will unlock different paths based on how you are leaning narratively, and it helps you unlock your class. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I like I like the idea of I think they wanted to go away from the idea of oh I leveled up. Hang on, let me press tab and go to my skill tree and see what I want to put my point into. Five percent more physical damage. Like I think they wanted to really make it feel like you've earned it, as well yeah. as you've you've made the answers to the questions that they've posed to you, so you already lean a certain way. So they make an assumption and give you something because of it, right? And it's very opposite of, you know, their last game, The Witcher 3, which mm-hmm. freaking everybody loved. But in The Witcher 3, it's like, God, I, I mean, I don't know how it plays on console, but at least on PC, it's just like menus and menus of stuff. Yeah. It's like you have your gear and you have the stats associated with that and you can have runes and stuff in your gear. And then you have potions and like decoctions and you need to keep up on your spells and your talent trees and you can slot in like your talents and slot in mutagens for your talent. It's just, it's like layers and layers and layers mm. of this stuff. And if they can, like, I love the Witcher, but if they can do something where, you know, your character development is like organic and is done narratively and is not tied behind a whole bunch of menus and stuff, that'd be really cool. Right. Really help build to the immersion, just like kind of just being, being a role playing game just existing you know? yeah. yeah so that's it uh go watch this trailer if you haven't seen it but i'm sure you have if you're listening to this so okay um now... i i wrote down one more game i don't know if you wanted to just if i can quickly talk about it yeah yeah that's fine because most of the other things i want to talk about aren't necessarily like game okay. at least not games see... that were announced did you see the trailer for sable yes i do i do remember that one because it stuck out so much that art it's style is crazy so good looking yeah it's so the definition on steam and their website because that's all they have besides just screenshots from the demo they showed everyone <laughs> was sable is a coming of age tale of discovery through exploration across a strikingly rendered open world desert 
go on a deeply personal journey across an alien planet while learning its history and discovering Sable's place in the world. Uh, the developer is Shedworks, and I think it's just a team of like five people. I, when I saw it, it got me because we got a hundred BR games. We got half a hundred, that's 50, from <laughs> post-apocalyptic games. And this even kind of feels post-apocalyptic, like the little speeder bike the person Sable flies around yeah, on. Yeah, you're in the desert, but, but... But the game, like, it looks so cool. And I, yeah, I haven't seen anything. I just, that's it's definitely like it on my watch list. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be watching it for when it comes out, or if there's like demos or more gameplay stuff that comes out, because it just looks super neat. It reminds me of like Journey, right? Um, that kind of playing. It's it's more of an experience than a game. Yeah. Um, but it, it looks really cool. That's it, all. I just wanted to say that. Sometimes I need games where it's like there isn't like a set objective and again like we don't really know much about sable at this point but mm -hmm. i can imagine this game would be more like just just kind of explore and just kind of go about it like um i mean we were talking about jurassic world evolution a little mm -hmm. bit just before we started recording and i've just been watching people play that and it's just like do this do this do this you have all these people just like shoving things like in front of you to do I mean, AAA games, they're just constantly, like, shoving quests down your throat and stuff like right. that. It's always nice to have... Assassin's Creed was like that, the most recent one. Yeah. You, you couldn't go six six steps without <laughs> someone coming up being like, oh my god, help me find my book. Yeah. It's crazy stuff. And it's like, it's always nice to have just like a palate cleansing, just like I can just relax, I can just unwind and not really think about it, and just kind mm. of chill out in this place i don't mind the three hour games i don't mind a game that i could beat in a sitting yeah i i feel like those are like you said uh, a palate cleanser you really get something out of it when you dedicate a set amount of time start to finish and and it's like reading a book in one sitting you get up and you're like bam i yeah. liked it or, you know, it's like watching a movie. You, you yeah. have your experience and you're supposed to just get it in that one. You're supposed to sit down and just go through the entire thing and then that's it. Elder Scrolls came out. We got a trailer of a flyby. Oh, I'm like, it mountains. was released? What? No, 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 the trailer. We got a, a, a hype of their font really big on the screen and some hills with some fog. Yeah. We got it. We're in Tamriel again, boys. Get yeah, ready. we did it. There is, there is one thing that I was thinking of when I, as I just took a sip of my green tea. Was it we Gears were... of War Funko Pops? No, 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 no. It was okay. about Sable, actually. Well, not necessarily okay. about Sable, but it made me think of it because you're talking about how, um, how you don't mind like the three-hour game. I feel like yeah. people these days are very much in the mindset of like this game, whatever I'm playing or whatever I'm about to buy, it needs to last me for a really long time like yeah. i need to be able to put hours and hours and hours just an yeah, endless like amount 60 of time minimum if yeah. i'm paying if i'm paying 60 dollars for a game i want like 60 hours out of the game is how a lot of people probably think about it yeah uh, like i can i can understand that to a degree but i guess for me it depends on the game. It's like you buy a game. You should be buying a game for a certain purpose. 
I think it's right. like I, if I it's kind of along the same lines as like if I go to the bookstore and if I buy like I don't know a Star Wars novel or mm -hmm. if I go and get like a Spider-Man comic it's like they're serving two vastly different purposes right I'm not buying the thickest book going I'm spending 20 bucks I better get the most of my money right it's like the comic book has all this art in it and it took forever right. to draw and stuff and has really short story, but I can get through it fast. And hopefully it has like a somewhat decent conclusion or whatever. And the novel is just like the engrossing, you know, I'm going to spend a whole bunch of time into this, but I'm going to be able to use my imagination and probably get a lot more out of it, at least content wise, at least length wise. But I don't know. It's just, I just wonder if there are people who, I don't know. It's like we have all these battle royale games coming out. I feel like it's just not as With common anymore. nothing. Yeah, there's they, nothing. There's, there's no, no content. No story, no background, no nothing. It's literally, hey, guys, here's a map. One of the areas is named after a toilet. Go get <laughs> guns and shoot each other. Like, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. stupid. That, but that's what people want. They want that instant action, blasting, competitive i think um i think they're they're we're gonna lose those types of games like those kind of novel games like you said a story game it, it's it's like firewatch did you ever play firewatch no i didn't i i did want to neither play did it. i but i've i've watched someone play it yeah was it um, good i again it's it's like a three hour you sit down and you follow the story about a guy and i really enjoyed it but i didn't have to buy it after i watched it i got what i wanted out of it right but no it was good but it's the same type of same type of thing where you know it's it's 15 bucks at release it's not a it's not a triple a 60 dollar game but people still look at that and go 15 dollars three hours no nah, i'm not instead i'm gonna buy this or i'm gonna play fortnite and spend 30 dollars in dlc so i can get a sweet glider <laughs> right it's just well because ultimately you know that's the game they're gonna come back to and when they want to play it they want the most enjoyment and to them it's like if they're not winning then they would at least want to look cool so right. that's you know but it's i can you know i can understand I can see both all sides, sides of, it. of it yeah, yeah. it's like you know sometimes you know i to this day i still haven't finished the witcher 3 and i mm -hmm. love that game you know, it's just one of those things where, like, I play it for a long time and I kind of get burned out on it just because yep. there's, like, a lot of dialogue and stuff. And I love it. I love listening to it. Like, the dialogue's great. I refuse the voice to skip great. the dialogue. Yeah, and, and when you do that, when you make that decision, you're, you're committing to many, many hours of gameplay. Right. And it's just like, you know, sometimes you just you need to do something else. Sometimes you just need to hop into a battle royale and just fly into the most popular zone and just get just get obliterated blasted. yeah it's, no. it's just sometimes you just have to do that so it's you know it's i appreciate that there are so many different types of games and so many types of genres out there that you know we can it's really easy to kind of you know play something that we're just in the mood for in this in that specific point in time but gosh you know going over this e3 list is like i can't i can't actually believe how much like battle royale blew up and i i, I still don't understand why post-apocalyptic is popular i don't know that that's like an, an anomaly to me but that, that's like yeah. that's that's whatever battle royale is is the crazy thing
Um, so let's, uh, I'm going to do a quick uh, beer break. Quick okay. shout out, uh, Lake of Bays Brewing Co., Ontario. Ooh. Just tried it for the first time. It's a summer ghost. It's called Spin Dive. Very good. It's one of the first times I've actually had a beer with salt and pepper in it. And That's it's very good. It's a very, very good beer. Lime, black pepper, and salt. Mm. Lime, black pepper, and salt? Yeah. I do love lime. Now, is the salt and pepper, is that like, is it fine? Or is it coarse? Or like, how does that work? Um, I didn't actually feel any type of like grain on my tongue. That's good. I feel like so, that's good. But I could definitely taste it. Like, okay. I could definitely taste the pepper, but I couldn't feel it on my tongue. So, it, like, I have to say... I'd get it again. It was a good one. My kid picked it out. My two and a half year old picked oh, this beer for me. So, <laughs> how was what was the decision making process, or what what what? I wasn't there with them, so I guess he just ran around the beer section of the liquor store and pulled cans off the shelf until he could get them to Claire. Nice. Yeah. And Claire is just like, oh, we don't need to put these back. We can just buy them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like but it. Good. Good choice, little man. That's pretty good. I honestly, you know, when I go to um, when I go to the you know, the place by my house to get beer. There's, um, so the aisle that I go down, we mm -hmm. basically on the left side is all the import stuff. And on the right side is all, you know, domestic, all the stuff right. from America. And honestly, you know, I'm much more familiar with all the European stuff. Um, mm. just it's, I guess in general, from at least from my experience, it's just kind of easier to, know what you're getting into right. when you stick with the european styles like if i get a belgian wit i know what that's going to taste like if i get right. a german lager like a german hefeweizen it's like i know what those are going to taste like if right. i go on the american side you get crazy stuff like you're Neo like neapolitan hey, milk just... stout and i'm like that sounds really good but that also sounds kind of crazy <laughs> and just like I blueberry just whatever one. and you know, I'm. It's just all these crazy flavors, so it's it's a little daunting, honestly. But yeah. you know, that's that's how it goes. There's just so much, so much to choose and so much to go, you know, go try. So mm -hmm. that's all good. Um, so, what else did you want to talk about, my man? Let me look at the list. Um, as a random shout out, did you? Um, well, first of all, did you watch the Devolver show? presentation I and i should have you you really should have um i i love them but i just didn't get around to watching it yet didn't you talk about like bitcoin or something oh my god like cryptocurrency <laughs> i laughed so hard during this press conference it was amazing yeah she was she was simultaneously making fun of bitcoin and loot boxes and Perfect. basically what they did was um they released basically a limited edition item on their store you can actually buy this it's a <laughs> it's a loot box coin and <laughs> it looks like just a 3d printed you know yellow coin, coin and it has, yeah it. and it's crazy because <laughs> their thing is that they say that they don't even know the value of this coin, so it's constantly changing price on their website every hour <laughs> on the hour. Yeah, I the first time I checked, it was like one hundred and sixty dollars. Next time, it was like one thirty. The lowest I've seen it go down was like one fifteen, but someone said it went up as high as like three hundred dollars. So it's it, it's freaking crazy. It's 
I love it. I I love it. It's amazing. It's it's so funny. But um, loot box coin is out of stock now. Is it really? Wow. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if someone from like 4chan or some community like that was just like monitoring it the whole time and they're just like oh guys it's five bucks now everybody buy it and like everybody bought it and it's done yeah you know i wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened but god it was so funny but yeah during devolver they announced um i don't know if you've heard of this game before but it's metal wolf chaos nope oh god i i'm gonna have to link um, a playthrough of this. I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it because it's back from one of 1up.com's old series. I think it was called Broken Pixels. But okay. um, they played through this game. It, it was just one of those series where they played through terrible games and, you know, yep. they're just, like, drinking beer and having a really good time. Holy crap, this game is insane. Metal it's Wolf, you said? Metal Wolf Chaos? Metal Wolf Chaos X. Is this the one where the, the, America, the president is in the mech yes that is it. okay so yes 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 i do know what it is yes it was um so yeah as carson was saying um it's set in america in like 20 2000 I and whatever saw the first slide of the teaser trailer and i'm like oh right this is America's <laughs> oh president i know this in game <laughs> yeah right so yeah year is like 20 xx something i don't know it's Around this time, you play as the president. The president pilots a mecha. There's a there's been a coup d'état in the White House, and your arch nemesis, Vice President Richard Hawk, I think, <laughs> is like out to get you. I don't know why the vice president would be like your enemy. I don't know, but but anyways, it the game was made in Japan. It was released on the original Xbox, which is really insane if you think about it. It's like the most American game I've heard of, but it was only released in Japan. It was made for the Xbox, that. which did terribly in Japan. It's it's just completely crazy, but the dialogue is legendary. It's just so over the top. It's so like you cannot play this game with like bald eagles shooting out of your speakers and freaking like <laughs> it's it's amazing. I love it. You, I love I'm going to have to you know find the link and, and link it in the description or something like that because it's yeah. it's so funny it's i can't wait i don't know if i'd actually buy it because the gameplay is kind of not super great but it's just it's just one of those legendary games that's being made available for the first time because that was the only time it was released in japan for the original xbox so it's pretty hard to play you know these days but pretty soon it won't be so that's super cool um what else my friend pedro was that from I devolver that. yes that's is that the, the banana one... shooter yeah yeah the, banana <laughs> the guy who just like, <laughs> on skateboards and stuff <laughs> that's that's one it's like how can we bring you like the hotline miami sort of i feel awesome and this game is running on like cocaine sort of feeling right but differently and i don't know it, it looked it looked pretty fun
Welcome to the White House. Michael! <laughs> Good job! 